This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I heard this log thing is the worst vulnerability of all time, but I don't see it anywhere. Do I need to worry? Confused? Don't be. Let's help you know a little more about the Log4j vulnerability. All right, let's start with what is Log4j? Log4j is a Java-based logging library, which does not involve trees or timber in any way. Logging, in this case, means it uses the Java library to log system events. This is exceptionally useful. Logging is something any system needs to do for all kinds of purposes, including troubleshooting. You want to know what happened if there's a problem, and a log is often the best way to know. What machine or user requested what resource at what time using what operating system in what browser, etc.? Like when you get a page not found on the web, that kind of thing is logged so that admins can see what page was requested from what link you came, etc. When you see a page not found error, Log4j is likely active logging that. Minecraft uses Log4j in its servers to record user commands. That can be useful later to see which commands are being used and how often, especially if there's a glitch in the game and they're trying to run that down. And another program might want to look at such a log itself and parse a line or two to see if a user has already asked for that command and when, stuff like that. Log4j is also a piece of code in the Apache system that does this. It's open source and been around since January 8th, 2001. If you don't know this already, folks, developers don't write every piece of code from scratch. They frequently reuse blocks of code that have been shown to be fit for a purpose. Log4j is a really big example of that. Need to log something? No need to write a logging tool. Use Log4j. That's not the controversial part of this story. There are thousands of components in various languages from various systems that are open source and widely used. All right, so how did we get here? On November 24th, 2021, Alibaba's Chen Jiajun discovered a remote code execution vulnerability in Log4j that no one else had noticed. He responsibly and privately disclosed it to the Apache Software Foundation so they could fix it. On December 6th, Apache released Log4j 2.15.0 that addressed the vulnerability. On December 9th, a proof of concept of the exploit was published on GitHub. 
On December 10th, the vulnerability was assigned a CVE, which is a Common Vulnerabilities and Exposures number, and ranked as high severity. Also on December 10th, large-scale attempts to exploit it were first detected, most notably on Minecraft servers. That's probably how you first heard about it. That leads to national security agencies publishing severe alerts. And the next day after that, December 11th, major cloud services like AWS published their security bulletins. Okay, so it's patched, right? What's the big deal? However, two things make this blow up in a way other similar vulnerabilities don't. One, it's relatively easy to implement, almost cut and paste. And two, the attack service is gigantic because, as I mentioned, so many instances of Log4J exist. Literally billions of devices run a version of Log4J. Log4J is a really common component in software packages. It isn't in one place. It's everywhere. Sometimes a package doesn't even list Log4J as one of its dependencies. The list of, here are the programs I included in this program. It's one of the dependencies in the package that has Log4J as its own dependency. So you have to know it's there to patch it, and you might not know unless you dig in and look. For 80% of packages, Log4J is more than one dependency deep. Log4J is present in more than 35,863 Java packages in the Maven Central Repository. A bunch of Google people went and looked. That's where Java packages are collected to make them available to devs. Those packages are spread across millions of pieces of software. Not all of those Java packages are updated yet either. Now, it's fun to embarrass big companies by naming them as vulnerable to Log4Shell, but the fact is it would save a lot of time to list the servers out there that weren't. All servers log. And I guess almost all servers use Log4J to do it. At least a huge percentage of them do. Google security estimates it will take years to patch Log4Shell across the entire ecosystem. All right, so let's talk about what this vulnerability actually is and how it's exploited. The vulnerability is referred to as Log4Shell. Here's why it exists and how it works. Log4J looks at requests sent to a server and interprets them so it knows how to make a log entry. The vulnerability was that you could construct the request so that when Log4J tried to interpret it, it ended up executing code, and that's partially by design. Let's say a Minecraft user is entering a command. It might be useful later to know what the real name of the user is, so why not have the log add that? To do that, you could very easily have Log4J take a quick look at your server directory. Maybe it's an LDAP. Look up the username and pull in the associated real name into the log, just saving you some time. This isn't a privacy violation. This is all info already on the server. You're just arranging it to make it useful. Now, there's something called JNDI, the Java Naming and Directory Interface. It's a way for a Java program to look up information. This can be useful for lots of reasons, including looking up local resources like storage, etc., and also is often used for looking up directory information, as in our previous example. Log4j allowed any lookup to be parsed. That's where things went wrong. Now, granted, I know I'm oversimplifying this actual admins, but just let me do it to make it a little more understandable. I wouldn't guess it was designed to allow any lookup, just Nobody thought about it being used that way, so they didn't put in a safeguard that limited the lookup. However, somebody finally did think of that. Uh, thankfully, it was a security researcher. 
If the user input being logged included a lookup to a malicious server, instead of your local JNDI or LDAP, Log4j didn't know the difference. It just said, oh, that's where I look? Great, I'm going to look. It would resolve that lookup like any other lookup. And resolving it could mean that a malicious server didn't send a name associated with a username or storage, but instead sent some Java code that, when executed, installed malware. A typical remote code execution attack. And once you're in, you can do fairly typical stuff like install a reverse shell and gain control of the server or add the server to a botnet or install ransomware. Sending the code into Log4j differs depending on the software and how it's implemented. But say in Minecraft where chats are logged, you could type the malicious code into chat, cut and paste it, and in some cases compromise the server, at least if it wasn't patched. All right, so what are the dangers of doing this? Well, first, it's actively being exploited now. So this is a real threat. It's not theoretical. And because it's a component that is added to software, it can lurk in programs without people knowing it's there. You can think you patched it and have missed a few instances. And the bad actors can then scan and try to discover it. It's easy to exploit and has a huge attack surface area. Lots of options for people just looking to find an opening to do something malicious. So how is it fixed? Well, the best solution is to patch. As I said, Apache addressed the vulnerability and has updated that patch a couple times to try to make it super tight. The latest as of this writing was Log4j 2.17.0 for Java 8 and up. Patching sounds easy, but it can be difficult in some situations where an enterprise's systems are so complex that patching is complicated or like I said, not all instances of Log4j are even known. Remember, Log4j is not a program. It's a software component. You can't just run Log4j's update program, you know, like you can update Firefox. You have to know where it is, what software includes it. And depending on what piece of software uses it and how it implemented it, that changes how that software needs to be patched. You might need to just update your Apache server and you're good, or... You might need to ferret it out in every piece of software that you've installed on your server, which might require a whole system update. Or you might need to just go in and find it manually and update it by hand, especially if you've coded some things yourself. This doesn't mean they shouldn't patch. It just means it's not as fast to patch in all cases as downloading an update and running it. For one example, Google has 500 engineers going through the company's code, looking for all instances and figuring out how to patch them. Companies like IBM, Cisco, Oracle, VMware, and others are issuing their own patches for software they provide that uses the Log4j component. But to eradicate it from the internet entirely means that every software developer has to know they used it and update, then get to their software distributors and system operators, and eventually to end users. And what about software that isn't being actively developed anymore or has been abandoned? And they have to start using the new version, too. Google has issued tools to help developers from accidentally pulling in an older and therefore vulnerable version of Log4j in their software. Remember, you don't write code by saying, and now I will cut and paste the Log4j code in. A lot of times you just automatically like, oh, and then add the logging software here. You got to make sure you're pulling the most current version. So what do you do if you're an end user? Well, I mean, if you're a sysadmin, you probably already know what you need to do. But for us end users, the short version is the usual advice of stay patched so that you stay secure. If you are a little more of a tinkerer, 
You can brush up on what to look for and see if you can manually update any instances of Log4j on routers and NASes and such, especially if you're using your own software uh, or if your hardware maker hasn't patched it yet. There are also some mitigation efforts out there you might try where you don't have to actually manually patch. You can just try to mitigate the vulnerability. But honestly, most individual people won't be targets and most people will get patched by their vendors. The exceptions will be DIYers. Users of older hardware, especially that which is out of support or from an off-brand company. But the main targets are corporations and governments and the like. Just keep an eye out. Now, the last question is, who's responsible for this? I've heard some folks say that this is the problem with open source software. Maybe characterize it as, it's just a bunch of volunteers making it seem like folks who didn't have time to keep it secure or drop the ball. I disagree with that characterization. Developers can't foresee every consequence of use, and Log4j has been around for decades without anybody figuring out this vulnerability. Also, Log4j is part of the Apache Software Foundation. This is not a couple of folks in their basement. This is a nonprofit 501c3 corporation that has been in operation for 22 years with about 1,000 members. It's why Log4j is so widespread. So many people contribute to and use Apache in their businesses. So that is the Log4Shell vulnerability in Log4j. It's a huge problem for admins and developers, so keep them in your thoughts. Maybe buy them a coffee or a beer or seven. In other words, thanks, sysadmins. Thanks, developers. Thanks, patchers. And I hope you know a little more about the Log4j vulnerability. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.